Hey everyone, this is Eric, and welcome to the CBC podcast, Behind the Pulpit. This Sunday, we continued our series called Uncomfortable, and I talked about the idea of uncomfortable worship. I talked about why experiencing discomfort during worship could be a good thing, and things we can do to grow and embrace it. Today, I'll be joining Pastor Nick and our special guest, Lindsay Asami, to discuss the Sunday's message. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening. All right. Well, I'm here with uh, Nick and Lindsay. Uh, welcome, both of you. Hello. Hi. <laughs> well, Lindsay, thank you especially for joining us today. It's her first time on our podcast. And um, I thought in light of today's topic on this area of worship that Lindsay uh, would be perfect to kind of share her insights, her journey. I think for, for most of us, if not all of us, um, you know, we think about worship and, and how we do it at CBC. So much of it has been because of you, Lindsay, and a reflection of who you are. And we're so grateful for that. So thank you especially for being here today. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. All right. Well, today, a little differently in a sense, I just I just gave the message, literally. <laughs> um, but I thought it'd be great to kind of get your guys' thoughts as you heard what was said, um, what was shared, Kind of what thoughts enter your mind? Uh, what are maybe some things you'd add or suggest or any questions that you might have um, from today's talk? Well, I'll go. I mean, I just want to say I appreciate the message. I was um, kind of interesting because we, because we work together, obviously, throughout the week, we'll dialogue about the thought process, what's going into it. And so there are those elements that's like, oh, yeah, you know, we had talked about that. And yeah. but I think what I appreciate about the past two weeks, you kind of added that that personal touch where mm. you shared uh, like last I think it was last week you talked about Sam Lee. Mm. Right. And, and how he had kind of come alongside you at a critical juncture uh, in uh, your journey as a leader. And today you shared about uh, someone tapping you on the shoulder and, and just having a, a word from the Lord for you. And I was moved by that, mm. and uh, I know that that doesn't that's kind of a side tangent, but um, I really appreciate that. I mm. think that was um, something that really jumped out to me from the message. Yeah, yeah. Wow, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing that that part, you know, and I'm encouraged by it because you know, as I shared, and I firmly believed that one little moment for me last week was the spirit mm. working. So, yeah. in light of talking about worship. I mean, I felt that like as much as I could talk about it, in the, the day, it's what the spirit does that makes the biggest, that's going to make, make the biggest impact. Yeah. So to even know that that moment was encouraging to you, that's confirmation for me. Yeah. I mean, especially as I think as a leader, things can get really easy just going through the motions, you know, read this book, we sort of regurgitated some of the main points, but then to realize, you know, God is alive and well here working not just in our congregation, but in us as leaders. So. Mm, yeah. Yeah, good insight. Any thoughts, Lindsay? Um, yeah, I, I like the message. Learned more about you and, you know, your <laughs> cutting hair habits <laughs> and your peanut butter sandwiches every day. But I think it's good. I think I like what you said about sometimes it's supposed to be uncomfortable. And I think you don't always think about that. It's like, oh, it should be natural. It should be, you know, worship. We sh I should just feel ready to praise. But I don't think that's how it is all the mm. time. So I thought that was a really good point. And it's validating for, I think, the congregation to know that, okay, maybe just leaning into it a little, just asking God for more 
Um, I think of like exercise, like you never, I never really feel like going all the Mm. time, but once you go and it's good and you know, you get into that rhythm and I think worship can be like that. Like, you know, you're running around on Sunday, you're running late, you get in, it's hard to just jump into it Mm -hmm. completely ready. So I think it's good to just, you know, maybe just say a quick prayer, ask God to meet you. And just as you engage, he will meet you. And so I thought that was a good point. Mm. That's so, it's such a great parallel to working out. And in fact, I wanted to talk about it, but because I talk about (laughs) SoulFit so much, I intentionally said, you know what, I got to like find something different. But I found that parallel and, you know, Nick, I'm sure, you you know, that's so similar of just the feeling going into it, uh, feeling during it, feeling after. And, and, you know, there's always that tension of like showing up to a workout and part of you doesn't want to do it. And there's this genuineness of like, I don't feel like it. But then there's this other desire that's a stronger desire of like, I want to do it. That's Mm -hmm. why I'm here, right? And that Mm -hmm. tension between those two desires, I often feel is similar, you know, to worship at times. Yeah, it couldn't be more perfect. But, you know, just for those listening, you know, Lindsay's not one of the people who regularly works out with us at Soul Fit. So (laughs) we we didn't plant her there (laughs) on that comment. (laughs) But I mean, I, I feel that as a coach and as a pastor, when people come to work out, the moment they walk in, there's there's anxiety, there's resistance. You know, some people are a little more vocal about it than others. Um, but like you said, Eric, they're there for a reason. And a lot of times you walk away um, blessed, you know, that, that God has met you in some, you know, some meaningful way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So kind of in light of that, I you know, just that tension or how it can be hard for some, uh, maybe share a little bit about your own journey, you know, with worship, through worship. Uh, I mean, oh, Lindsay, I've had a privilege of, of seeing you grow from the youth days as a freshman, sophomore in high school <laughs> to now, and you've grown tremendously as a leader, especially in worship, but a lot of it just kind of what I see on the outside, but kind of for you personally, what, what's it been? Has it always been easy, natural, or there's things, certain things that you really had to kind of press into to be where you are today? Yeah, well, I've always loved music in general. I think that's, you know, my parents put me in piano lessons when I was five. You grow up playing. I learned guitar later, but I don't think I really enjoyed music as much until I was able to use it for worship. Mm. Um, but it was in high school when I, when, um, one of the youth leaders, Jason Ashimoto invited a group of us to, to join the worship team. And I feel like that was really pivotal and that's really stuck with me as I've gotten older. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember before every practice on Friday, we were, we, when we first started, we went through this book by Matt Redman called Unquenchable Worshipper, tiny book. It was like maybe each chapter was like a couple pages long, um, But that was pivotal because it set the tone of why we're here, why we're worshiping different aspects of worship um, and just kind of, yeah, just it's a reminder. It's not just for me. It's not about me. It's about who God is and what he's doing and how he invites us to participate into that. So I feel, um, yeah, that time in high school so early on really shaped my view of worship. Um, and then as you grow older, you know, it's, it's scary. You're learning how, you know, not only is there the musical, um, just aspect of it, but just, 
I feel like your own relationship with the Lord can deepen those times. And so just throughout college, like helping to lead with, uh, I was in AACF in college, uh, my time in Japan on missions. Um, but that's always been something constant where it's something I loved and it was a way where I was able to experience God in different ways and kind of communicate what's going on in my heart and in my mind and not only do it in a personal way, but you can also do it corporately, which I think is um, something really cool about just praise and worship. Mm. What about you, Nick? Man, it's funny. I think, Lindsay, as you're sharing, my palms get sweaty because it's like, wait, why am I in this podcast? <laughs> I like don't have that deep of a theology of worship. Um, ter- terrible musically. In fact, I think about growing up as a kid, when I was in kindergarten, the only two times that I got timeouts was one, getting in a fight, and two, not singing songs. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> but, but maybe it's good you're here then, because not everyone is built and likes music and likes to sing or dance exactly. or clap. And so, worship, you know, you don't have those things don't have to be part of you for you to enjoy yeah. and experience worship, too. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate that. I mean, it... It makes me anxious, like, I think just being in this conversation. I, I don't know why it didn't occur to me, like, oh, we're talking about worship. Oh, musical worship. Oh, <laughs> why am I here? But, I, I mean, I think Brandon often quotes Jonathan Edwards in saying that the primary purpose of worship is to move the affections. Like, this heady American theologian saying it's about the emotion. It's about how music stirs the soul. Mm. And as unmusical as I am, I, I can't deny that. And... Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's such an important part of what Sunday morning is. So mm-hmm. I think even for me as, as a pastor who preaches, if the message doesn't lead into meaningful worship, I think we miss the point. So, mm. um, yeah, so I mean, I, I, I can't deny that it's, it's a significant part of what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that. The fact, everything you shared is why I think it's important that we have this conversation because our people are going to be on all different sides of the spectrum, right? On how easy or not easy, but how natural it is or how musically inclined they might be versus someone who's not. And I actually resonate, you know, more with you, Nick, because I don't have that musical background. It's always been a challenge. Um, you know, and I think a lot of times I just kind of wrote it off as if, well, I'm not gifted at it. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to always joke around like, you know, when God was like dishing out the musical gifts, <laughs> he not only gave me nothing, I felt like he, <laughs> he like tapped into the, neg- you know, he put me in the negative, you know, <laughs> and I could laugh about it. But I think, you know, beneath that was also an excuse, like kind of a cop out of like, well, that's why I don't sing that much. That's why I just kind of like. I worship with, you know, the other things. I worship with my life, I worship, which are all worshipful too. And we could talk about that. But on the singing part, I just kind of excuse myself from that conversation. You know, I wasn't disrespectful. I'd sing, but a lot of times it just... So, you know, I think now as we've been talking about it, no, in the last few years we've been talking about it, seeing kind of where the leaders are taking us. For me, it's been a challenge of saying like, no, I can't just dismiss it and use that excuse anymore, you know? So um, I think the fact that we can talk about it and wrestle with it together, because I'm sure there's people feel the same way with that. So with that, um, 
what is that what does that look like for you Lindsay in terms of preparing for a Sunday you know weeks that you're leading maybe you know weeks that you're not leading but um, you know I'm curious you know because whatever that is I could probably do more of and do it better um, but yeah what, what does that look like to kind of prepare yourself uh, to be able to engage in, in everything you describe that worship is? Well, usually we get a, some sermon information from whoever's preaching, and that's always helpful to kind of guide our sets because we don't want to just play just any random song, but to make that time for you to be able to maybe digest what God's already speaking to you, we want to be able to, as a team, like tap into what God's already doing. And so... Um, a lot of what I do is just pray. Mm. I think that's the biggest thing I do to prepare for a Sunday that I'm leading um, or just any Sunday. I think, yeah, prayer is so powerful in taking your eyes off of yourself and onto what, on to who God is and what he's doing. So usually when I'm preparing a set, it's just like, okay, God, what do you want us to play this week? Mm. And then I don't, until I go or say that prayer, I will say it out loud. And, you know, that's it, just something quick. But it's like, okay, it's not about me, what I want to do, what I want to play. But it's like, okay, Lord, what do you want for the congregation? Um, Because he's the only one that can, you know, stir up anything in our hearts. Um, Weeks that I'm not leading, (laughs) I sometimes walk in a little late too, just like everyone does on (laughs) who's in second service, (laughs) trying to be better about that. But it's hard if they're already going, you kind of miss that opening prayer. And, um, I think I could be better at that, but you know, when I walk in a little bit late, I I just need to take a minute to sit, just close my eyes and just say a prayer for myself. Okay, Lord, Mm. I'm here. Um, speak to me, use this time short and sweet. It's never really anything long to prepare, but, um, yeah, I guess just prayer is kind of the main thing that I do to prepare um, weeks that I'm leading, I do pray more for the church too, that mm. God would use that worship time, that he would use me, that he would just sing through me and just be moving in the heart. So usually if I'm not leading a song, if I'm up on stage, I'll just be kind of praying in my head kind of throughout the set. Okay, Lord, what are you doing? Trying to sense his presence and where he's moving and doing, just trying to listen um, so that I can join him in what he's already doing. Well, it's so good. I mean, you know, as you talked about preparing as a leader and a lot of those things that you do, but even when you mentioned when you're not leading and just that one small thing you said when I come and I just sit, even if I'm late, you know, you just to walk in and just say, okay, God, like use this time, right? I just thought that's such a powerful, you know, because it's not just a prayer, but it's a mindset, it's a heart, it's an attitude to be able to move that way. And as you were talking, I mean, it made me think about Sulfit again, <laughs> right? I mean, just knowing that, hey, we got to work out at 9.30 a.m. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, sometimes I'm like, gosh, I almost mentally prepare more for that. <laughs> you know, I mean, I have a time where I'm like, okay, I'm going to drink my water here. I'm going to drink my, you know, my vitamin drink now. I'm going to take my creatine. It's like I'm preparing as much as I can. Some days I can't do it. You know, you're rushing from school, all those things. You just show up and you feel frazzled and it's, you know, it's, it's harder. So it goes, yeah, I, I could see the parallel and, and worship in the sense of like that mindset and preparing the heart and just reminding us of what is true by being intentional about it, even if it's a two second prayer 
walking in like that. And, um, you know, it's funny. I didn't, I didn't say this part in the message. I put it in there and I forgot both services, but just that same idea of like, what could it look like here? If every one of us walked in with those two little prayers, you know, of like, God, reveal yourself today and, and help me to see you right? with just that, which is basically what you were saying, Lindsay, just mm-hmm. that heart, that little, that attitude, that mindset, like what could it look like? And I don't have an answer, but it was just like, you know, what God is promising us through these truths, his scriptures, like he wants to reveal himself and he wants to give us the ability to see that. We just have to ask. So, you know, so thanks for sharing that, Lindsay, for yourself. And, you know, I'm definitely intrigued by that as well. So what would, um, you know, for, for those people who are, Maybe in similar to Nick, myself, as we've talked about, where it's just hard, you know, it's hard to engage. It's hard to feel like you're into it. Um, what would you say to them? Or what would you encourage them with? <laughs> there are kids singing outside and we can hear them, but I don't know if uh, you can, but. So I think one of those, my daughter, and I think she has half of my genes, so I can tell when uh, she's loud <laughs> and off. Um, I think I would say, I don't know, kind of just your last two points of the message, I feel like we're really spot on in terms of just asking God to show up, and He will, because that's what He desires for us and to um, he, he wants that fellowship with us. And so, um, one, yeah, just asking God to come, asking God to move, and then asking for wisdom and discernment. Um, I think, yeah, there's days I don't always feel like worshiping too, even for one who loves worship. Mm. And it's harder, but sometimes I'll just, close my eyes and just have my hands open and I'll just sit there and listen to the words. Mm. Um, Sometimes it's helpful to sing the truth. And as I sing, I am able to experience his presence and be reminded of why I'm here, what my purpose is, um, who God is amidst everything that I'm experiencing. So I think for harder days um for those who are maybe struggling with worship i think just start with those tiny prayers and those tiny moments of just i don't know i think just having open hands palms face up is a very uh it's a small gesture it's not big but i feel like it's meaningful in the sense that it's like okay lord i'm letting go and then i'm open to what you have you can't i'm doing the motion with my hand you can't see it (laughs) but if you can imagine it um, I think that might be just a small encouragement um, for those who might be struggling with that. Mm-hmm. You know, on that topic, especially with the postures, what are some postures that you will typically do during a worship set? And what, like you talked about the open hands, are there any other postures that, that you might do during a set? And what does that kind of communicate for you? Or what do you, what does that mean to you? I just thought for you know, those listening for maybe those who aren't as familiar, we see these different things, right? People raising their hands, but not really understanding what that entails. So just out of curiosity from your own experience, what are the kind of things that you'll 
cycle through and do and, and what that communicates? I think it really leans into the uncomfortable because every single time I do some of these things, it is uncomfortable. Because like mm. you said in the message, it's so visible, especially in second service where there's, it's a, it's a lot smaller of a group, but just standing when no one else is standing, mm. maybe sitting on the ground if you're in the front, there's a little bit more space to do that or if you're on the side. Um, but yeah, just opening my hands, I'll do that or I'll raise my hands up one hand sometimes two hands but just kind of communicating like it's just it's just an expression of praising God um and I've found like sometimes I'll wrestle in my head like oh should I stand up I don't want to block the person behind me but when I do it it's there's a sense of freedom to it where it's kind of like when you're going up on a roller coaster and you're in that roller coaster and it's going up, up, up. There's anticipation. And then you reach the top and you just fall. And it's just very like free falling feeling. Sometimes it's like that with worship where it just gives it that little oomph where it's just like, okay, I'm just releasing everything to you. And I'm just going to exalt you and praise you. And I feel like my body language is able to match what I'm feeling in my heart and then what I'm singing. And so it's kind of mm. like all three things. It's just... I don't know. It's very freeing. I encourage mm. you guys to do it. It's scary. It can be scary, but yeah, it's just, I think an expression, uh, a physical expression of just worshiping God. Wow. Would you say that the feeling in the heart always comes first and then you try to match it with your expression or are there times where intellectually you sense something that's true then you respond and then is there kind of like a cycle to it or is it always one follows the other no i would say it's different every time actually don't know what comes first usually but like i said first you know there's days when i don't feel like worshiping and i just open my hands mm. and sometimes that helps me to kind of just release what's going on in my head and just express okay god i'm here yeah um so sometimes that comes first but i think normally it's kind of what i'm singing what's going on in my heart and then more of the physical expression of lifting of hands or standing or kneeling or i'm genuinely encouraged hearing that i mean for you know i mean the same fears the same questions that you actually experience the same things is actually surprising i just assume like right there's a people who are musical who are worshipful who do those things that it's just easy for them so to, to hear that and say yeah there's things to step into that discomfort it's true for everyone mm -hmm. um, that's actually freeing uh, in that sense to hear that yeah it's nice to know i think as you're sharing nothing of what you just shared has anything to do with tone or rhythm um or ability it's it's more attitude of the heart mm -hmm. you know in, in a way no different than any other aspect of our discipleship yeah definitely um you shared a lot of things already lens um just even the things like gesture standing that require you to step into things that are uncomfortable um is there any one moment or any kind of significant points in your journey and, and nick chime in too where you felt in a worship setting, God inviting you to step into to something really uncomfortable? Kind of what was that like? What came out of it? If, if there's anything that comes to mind. 
repeat that. <laughs> yeah, I'll repeat it one more time. <laughs> no need to apologize. Um, but just if, if there was any significant moments in your journey um, where you felt God asking you to step out and do something really uncomfortable, other than things you've already described, which are still hard in of itself, and what was that like? Um, and the reason I ask is just for people in our congregation to go, I, I want to step out, but have no idea how that might happen and what that might be like. So if you had a story, situation like that, that you could talk about, um, anything would be, be good. I think God, a lot of, in times of like transition, or I think God speaks to me a lot during worship time. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because the attitude and posture, I'm, I'm in that place of, okay, I'm here, Lord speak. Um, but I remember I, for those of you who know, don't know, I served in Japan as a missionary for two years after college. But it was in worship where he, where I first felt those nudgings and leadings to go. Hmm. Actually, Nick, you were sharing about a missions trip from India in service. And then it was in that worship time later on where I felt like, I didn't know when it was going to be. But it was this kind of feeling of like, Lindsay, I want you to go somewhere. Mm. And then that was during worship time. And it, I don't remember what song we were leading. It was probably like a, I don't know, if you lead me, I will follow type of song. I think I can't really remember. Um, so that's one example where like, it was just like, oh, okay. Um, another time during my two years in Japan, after the first year, we have to kind of decide if we want to extend and do a second year. And um, we had a mid-year, I think it was like February, so we had to make our decision soon. I was still on the fence if I was going to return to Japan for a second year um, of ministry work. And it was, again, in worship, I think it was just a Mighty to Save song where I felt so validated in terms of like, yes, I'm supposed to go again. And I just remember crying. Um, we were in Thailand, I think, for that conference. Um, but that was also very key where I remember it's all, yeah, a lot of, it's in these times of worship um, when the Lord is speaking to me where he might confirm something or answer prayers or um, just kind of be leading and directing me into what he wants me to do and where he wants me to go. Um if you guys, I think youth, if you ever have a chance to ex- to, s- to worship with the youth, I think it's pretty remarkable, like just the way John and then the staff have created an environment of worship. And those are some of the, those are some amazing times just to watch. I'm not even engaging, but just watching the kids worship. And there's this culture of freedom and expression. And um, I remember as a youth leader, some of the things that we would do that second set of worship after um, the message, we would call it ministry time sometimes. I don't know if they still do, but back in the day. And then it was not only a time for the staff, like they would encourage us, if you feel something, go pray for a student. If you hear something from the Lord, don't just wait for them to come to you, go to them. Um, And so in that ministry time, it's always, you know, there's always worship. There's always um, some type of music going in the background where you can worship or you can move kind of like how you experience 
last week Sunday where someone just you know said a few words of encouragement or hey can I pray for you and that can be scary because sometimes you don't know it's like what if they don't want prayer or what if I'm not hearing correctly but um, I think there's never been a time when I didn't step out and I didn't lean into the discomfort when it was it turned out to be a mess and mm. so I think I've learned the more I do it I'm better able to recognize what God wants me to do but it's you won't know that until you do it and so I think those are some of the things I've learned just how God can speak and move in a worship time or a worship set wow yeah I'm, I'm amazed <laughs> That was a lot, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It, yeah, I mean, I think you nailed it in terms of how God can move, right? Not just in the worship setting, where it's, whether it's responding with postures, but praying for people, uh, responding to promptings, but even like life decisions, right? In those moments of as we open and, and worship and kind of come with that posture of recognizing who he is, that it just allows him to speak, and invite us to, to walk with faith, right? So that could be something that we do in that time, but also a big decision that we need to make. Um, yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to, to, to think of how small I viewed that time. You know, it's, it's how easy it is to take for granted two songs opening set, three songs closing set. Yeah, just to view it as that, but to say, wow, like you come with that posture, it's not necessarily the posture. It's because our God is that big. Yeah. Just that little window, you let him move and things like what you just described, Lindsay, can come out of it. It's, yeah, I'm just in awe, you know, and yeah, and excited at the same time. Well, as we kind of wrap our time up together, is there anything else that you'd want to add or any thoughts from, from Sunday or just on the topic of worship in general? one sort of uh, I don't know if you can call it shallow uh, or surface but when when I come to worship on Sunday I'm all over the place whether it's I don't know, my kids get on my nerves or I just didn't sleep well or I have no ministry responsibilities that day so I'm like not in you know mm. um, but I found that probably the single most um, influential factor in how meaningfully I engage in worship is where I sit. Hmm. So, you know, if I sit kind of back right, like I do a lot of times, it's it's almost guaranteed I'm going to disengage, hmm. you know. Hmm. But if I'm, uh, like this morning, for example, I was really late. I think I missed half of your sermon. <laughs> 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 the only seat available without having to crawl over people was the very front. I think I actually took your seat, Eric. <laughs> you <bad>. did. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime, though. Every Sunday now, you, <laughs> uh, you can have my seat. <laughs> but but even though I didn't come in in a great place, the fact that you come and, and sit front center, the, the acoustics are different, the feel is different, and I, I think as uh, practical of a uh, variable as that is, I think, at least for me, that, that makes a pretty significant difference in, in how I experienced the Lord that day. Mm, mm, yeah, That's a lot more profound than I think you realize. You know, and a very practical thing. For everyone, I mean, you can't all have my seat <laughs> on the same day, but there's a lot of room up front, you know. So appreciate you sharing that. Anything you'd like to add, Lynn? No, 
I think that's it. But I think it's cool to see how there has been a lot of growth in our congregation and worship too. And yeah, just I've been here at this church for a very long time and the Lord's always working and moving. So if anything, it's like he's faithful in that no matter where we are. I think he'll be faithful. And so, yeah, that's it. <laughs> no. All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, thank you both for being here. I thought I, I was, I'm generally encouraged by our time together, our conversation, things that were said. I, you know, I think those who are listening, hope it was beneficial to you um, and helpful. And I think we want to continue moving forward, being open to how God wants to work and also dialoguing together of how we can, you know, experience more uh, of God during our times of worship. So thank you both for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having us. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. <laughs>